Alright, Chris, bring us in. Do a better job than I did. I will. The light fades with death's cold embrace. You've already been zipped and tagged. Struggle as you might, it will not help. No one can break out of the body bag. Here to oversee the autopsy, your hosts, Chris Thomas and Broke Rider Dave. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, uh, Daniel. How are we doing, everybody? It's me, Daniel. Daniel. Dan- Daniel Horny. Yeah. Uh, that actually reminds me of a funny story. I used to work at a restaurant called Carabas, mm. and I was a line cook, and it's like my second or third day there. Yeah. And it's one of the guys that worked with me didn't know my name, and he was on the other side of the kitchen. And this dude's yelling Thomas as loud as he can. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, who's Thomas? He's like, you're Thomas. I'm like, no, I'm David. Oh. <laughs> cool story, Robert. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, so this is kind of like a two-parter kind of thing. We just had... Due to some scheduling conflicts, which is just kind of par for the course this season, yeah. we're putting out two, another uh, top 10 from each of us. We just did yeah. Dave's top 10 creature features. So naturally, I have to inject a little bit of negativity in this and have my hashtag Chris hates bad CGI. Yeah, two recordings, one day. Let's get it. You know, for <laughs> what better way for... uh an audio platform than to do than to talk about something that's strictly visual. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to have to be like, trust me, the CG is bad. You'll just have to take my word for it. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and say straight off the bat, this might as well just be called Chris hates Stephen King because (laughs) I think probably about half of these are Stephen King. Oh no. (laughs) So I, I didn't realize it until after I made the list. So I was like, I was like, damn, you know, sorry, dude, <laughs> but like some of these are not good and not even his fault. But yeah. actually, the, one of them, one of them is his fault. Yeah. The list you just gave me, you know, I was going through and looking through movies I could put on it. There's mm-hmm. going to be two Stephen King movies already on there. All right. Well, we'll we'll save that one for, you know. Evidently, we hate Stephen King movies. Uh, apparently, Dave hates good movies. So, yeah. So now, as with my list. You you tend to go like ten nine eight seven six you know yeah. in terms of mine is never usually like in terms of like I and I hate this one the most yeah um maybe the last two for this one so I'm just gonna go ahead and get started all right and number ten is kind of now making this list a lot of these movies I actually like but whether it be a certain scene or whether it be uh something that takes me out entirely. This is why I'm a sucker for practical effects. Yeah. So in order to kind of get that point across, number 10, you won't have any idea what I'm talking about when I say this. Ass blasters and screechers. So ass blasters and screechers? Do you know, do you have any idea what I'm talking about when I say that? No. The sequels to Tremors. Okay. Uh, the grab boys don't stay underground very long. They get up on land in the form of ass blasters that fly and screechers who run around 
Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I love these movies. I love the Tremors movies. But the Tremors Graboid is a practical effect monster. It's it's a physical monster that you can see. These, some of them are, are animatronic. But there are certain scenes in which it's just completely computer generated. And it doesn't usually take me out of the movie, but it is noticeable. Okay. Yeah. And to go from a Graboy, which is physically there, I can touch it and I can, you know, you know it's right there. And then you see the, sometimes their screechers are there, but sometimes it is completely like that is a computer generated monster right there. And although I still have fun with it, I just can't. I, I had to put it on the list, even though I love the yeah. series, because it's like it's just very noticeable when it happens. Okay, but yeah, when you go and watch a sci-fi original movie or an original series, uh, I mean, I'll say this: that for a sci-fi original series, some of the CG is a little bit better than a lot of the other ones uh, that yeah. are on that show. But it is noticeable. So I just wanted to get that one out of the way real quick, just because I loved it, but I had to at least mention it. Yeah, for as much as I love sci-fi, you definitely tell a lot of times what their cg is not the best but sometimes that could just you know add to the experience of watching it exactly we have a lot of love for the sci-fi channel on this podcast now so now the rest of these um are a mixed bag of whether or not i liked it or not i'll just get into them all right so that was number 10 got it out of the way all right number nine another movie i like although going back and re-looking at it the cg not it did not age well at all. I mean, at the time, it was kind of infamous for not having the best CG, and that is uh, Scorpion King from The Mummy Returns. Okay. All right. Now, The Mummy series, you can argue if it's... I, I would say that it is more action with some horror elements into it. Exactly, yeah. But uh, I, I would say that the first one had more horror in it, um, but it's always been an action series at heart, but I yeah. will say that it kind of blends a little bit of horror stuff into it yeah um i think that's fair to say but i was excited when the second one came out because i love the original mummy with brendan fraser yeah um that was probably when it came out i probably snuck in to see that movie a couple of times i mean it was pg-13 but i was super young um and uh second one came out still loved it i still love that love it to this day but i gotta say when Mr. Dwayne the Rock Johnson comes out in all of his Scorpion King glory, that that you 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 see that I mean it, the the series have already had like some questionable CG moments, but oof! If you if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But I, I see this is why it's kind of hard to describe yeah. CG in a podcast platform. But do yourself just go and watch it. You'll enjoy the movie. I you yeah. know I still do, but I see. Uh, I love the Rock. I'm glad he. Ha- this it's was, it's a this good was... thing that he has good success now because, yeah. especially for wrestlers having to go from wrestling and then going into acting, and this is his opening to like the world yeah, of this acting. Yeah, this is his first role. Yeah. You, you at the time, I guarantee people were probably like, "Oh man, like this dude is not gonna have like a bright future in the realm of movies." Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, The Rock, he was still jacked back then, but he was a lot smaller than he is now, too. Like, well, muscle-wise, yeah. Well, now that he has all these roles, he has to, yeah. you know, stay in shape. Yeah, I mean... Alright, so, that that was number nine. Yeah. Mummy Returns. Number eight. I 
can't really get behind. Uh, this one's the first one into Stephen King land. Okay. I love the first It movie of the re of the remake. Yeah. Good, solid movie. It has scary moments. Good acting from you know the the child actors in that one. In my Chris hates kids episode, I put them higher on the list because I said that they were you know the good actors in that. Yeah. But the second movie, I can't get behind some of that CG. Um, now, when I say CG, sometimes this is in this list. Maybe it's not necessarily sometimes that the CG is is bad in terms of the amount of work that's put in. But like if you've seen the the second chapter to the It movie, if you go back and you look like that naked lady scene. Yeah. And then Pennywise and his giant spider clown. I don't know, man. I just can't get behind it because uh, the first one. They had, you know that uh, in the first one where their friend's head was like decapitated and it was on a spider kind of thing running around in the haunted house. Yeah. That was 10 times more terrifying than giant spider Pennywise clown. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. It was smaller and it was, and both scenes are dark, darkly lit, but the first one did it way better. And that was an example of good CG. The second one, I don't know, it just... Between the lighting, uh, having the strobe effect, and go just go back and look at that naked lady scene. I mean, if you pause and look at that, you you just go and look, man, what is this? It's just very questionable to me. I, I don't know why they went certain ways in that movie. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be some kind of professional in terms of that, but I don't know. I mean, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I yeah, it, part two is definitely like the disappointment of it with the CG. And it, again, it's not necessarily that there wasn't any work put into it. It's that I, the the word I have to just use is questionable. Yeah. I question some of the artistic direction of it. Yeah. Because it certainly didn't invoke fear. Right. It, cer- it certainly invoked like confusion. Like, this is very weird. Kind of like, I, I don't know... Not scary. It's just very strange why you went this route. So that one is just a that was just dipping our toe into little Stephen King land. Yeah. Now, now, why don't we go ahead and take a a deep cannonball into Stephen King land? Um, Now, again, love this movie. And I'm, I'm probably one of the few people whenever people talk about Stephen King movies, I'm usually the only one to ever bring up this movie. And that is the Langoliers. Yeah, I still haven't watched this. Now, acting is cheesy. I still love it. Some of it is over the top. I still love it. Uh, the score actually is very creepy. Score is actually one of the things that makes me kind of creeped out while watching this. Very I feel creepy like a piano. Good score could make a movie a lot better than it would be. In fact, I might actually watch that later on tonight. In all honesty, I'm going to be up for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but when we get to the title creature and that is the langoliers which have been described as these like menacing creatures that that gobble up young boys who are uh, lethargic and lazy and stuff like that it, it was a it was supposed to be a fairy tale that mr toomey's father told him to scare the living daylights out of him to keep him in line and when we see these creatures come in who boy I, I can't I can't defend it. I I can't defend it as much as I love the movie. I cannot defend these giant meaty testicle monsters with teeth. They're giant. Again, you can call them giant uh, meatballs, giant bowling balls, giant testicle 
look at things with just razor sharp teeth. I, I implore you, as I'm talking about this, Dave, just type in Langoliers images. That's and, what I'm doing right now. Yeah, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I can't defend it. And when they start... They're it's holding, like an Ikea meatball with teeth. Yes. And they look even worse. And you're just seeing a still image. It yeah. gets worse when they're in motion. It, it, like the way their mouth opened, it looks weird because it kind of looks like this was a meatball with a thong on. This was uh, in the early years of computer generation when especially 3D computer generation. And uh, again, can't defend it. I love the movie to death, but I, I can't get behind those giant scrotums. <laughs> like they, no. they, they, you know how when you say uh, actors are acting when they have to act against something that is clearly not there. Yeah. I mean, there, there's <laughs> just, it, it, it completely, God bless these actors for pretending they probably had no idea what these things were going to look like, <laughs> no. but um, I, I still recommend that you go watch it because the, the concept of the movie is very intriguing and it is very interesting. Okay. I believe that was seven. I'm not the best at keeping uh, numbers down with this. I mean, but whatever. So, seven. Uh, sticking with Stephen King land. All right. Uh, going to number six. Now, The Shining is a great movie. Incredible movie. One of my favorites of Stephen King. Yeah. One of my favorite movie horror movies in general. The bar scene alone, which has no horror elements into it. It's probably one of my favorite scenes in like movies is him talking at the bar. I'd say the same thing for Dr. Sleep too. When they recreate like being at the bar scene, like just those scenes really get me. But this isn't about Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. No. This is the miniseries The Shining. There now, was a there was a miniseries where Stephen King didn't like uh, Kubrick's version of, of The Shining. So he wrote... Uh, for the miniseries for uh, one that came out. I don't know if he directed it, but I'm fairly certain that he wrote uh, this miniseries for The Shining. Some differences, like instead of an axe, uh, he has like this croquet mallet that he's wielding around. And it has a happy ending instead of a sad ending, in which the ghost of Jack Torrance goes and sees uh, adult... Um, what's, what's the kid's name? Well, they call him Doc. Yeah. Uh, see, the ghost of his dad it watches him graduate, like college or high school or something like that. Yeah, Danny. Danny. Danny's, yeah. Without a doubt, inferior to Kubrick's version. Now there is a scene in which uh, Danny is outside playing in the snow, and there are all of these hedge uh, monsters uh, that are, or not monsters, but hedge like clippings of like different animals and stuff. You know how. Uh, people can yeah. like you know out in the hedge maze area there's like these hedge animals like one's a lion one's a whatever yeah. and at one point they're like trying to build tension and they show that these creatures are coming to life and about to attack danny and then all of a sudden they're just like back to normal um all right not, not, <laughs> hey you can if you want to try to go uh i wonder see if you can type in uh i wonder uh shining hedge maze or or, or shining hedge monsters i'm gonna type that in right now Shining 1997 Hedge Animals. Hedge Animals. Oh my god, that looks awful. Doesn't it? Yeah. It, it's an interesting thing. I'd, I'd say I'd only recommend watching it just so you can have it in your repertoire of movies and be like, all right, 
so you can see the difference between the two. Yeah. I, I, I believe it was a two-parter. Um, I don't think that the acting was necessary. Well, it's been a while. Uh, I think the guy who plays Jack wasn't necessarily a bad actor or anything like that. But, I mean, you can't compare him to Jack Nicholson. Yeah. But it's tough to follow. It's tough to follow. And I don't even remember how the kid. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But if, if you're listening, go check it out. It's It was a mini series back in the day. Same name. It was The Shining. I wouldn't say it's good. But um, again, that had those head. Yeah. <laughs> everything is is real. And then those hedge maze animals come to life and you're like, ooh yeah. boy, you would have been Bold way choice. better off. You would have been way better off keeping the same score and building tension by just shooting the regular hedge animals yeah. being still and alluding to something happening than throwing this whole thing off of these computer-generated animals. All right, so Stephen King, you're on watch because everything else you can kind of forgive. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he didn't have anything to do with, you know, he wrote the Langoliers, but he, you know, didn't. Uh, he yeah. wrote uh, it, but, you know, he wasn't sitting there directing or anything like that but the shining miniseries he actually wrote for so he had like a hand in it yeah he could have been like hey uh uh, uh, don't don't do that let's not do this let's not do this well he probably thought it was gonna you know like terrifying and didn't so that is 10 9 8 7 6 so we are at five. five five let me uh go ahead and let's just delve a little bit away from Stephen King for just a little bit. Um, so, uh, did you see the Oscars? I did see the Oscars. Did you see Big Willie smacking Chris Rock? I did. Segway, I am legend. All right. When I make these lists, what I usually do is I try to write down as much as I can think of in terms of what I want on my list. And then when I hit a wall, I usually go and see other people's top 10 lists. So the reason why I do that is because I, I try to make my own list. Yeah. And then I go, all right, well, did I forget anything? Or am I overlooking yeah. something? And because I, I don't want to look at lists first, because then I feel like I'm just picking from other people's list and then the list isn't even mine. Yeah, I feel you there. But I do, like, once in a while, I'll come across, like, one or two, and I'll be like, all right, um, I agree with that one. That one can make it. I usually try to just limit it to, like, only two if i i make my list and then if i go and see somebody else's list and i'm like yeah that one probably deserves to be on it a little bit more yeah now one that has been on multiple top 10 lists is the zombies from i am legend and while those don't usually pop up in terms of my like go-to when i think of bad cg i went back and looked at it and i'm like yeah the the they're not necessarily good, and this movie has a but. Now the movie I like, I do like the I Am Legend movie, yeah. um, but I think that they would have been better off sticking with a practical kind of effect, kind of like maybe a twenty-eight weeks later kind of zombie. Yeah, uh, the rage monster kind of thing. I think that would have made the movie a little bit better, as if the zombies looked more real. Um, I mean, you can make your zombie CG if you want, but I don't know. It was it, not the right choice for this movie. I mean, it could have been, but I, I'm looking back on it now and, and you know, looking at it right now as I'm talking about it on uh, on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, Legend zombies. Hold on. Let me just type it in. Yeah, yeah it's 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 it just looks weird. 
Yeah. Looks kind of strange. Just a Not little. Not really scary or creepy. Just a little strange. Yeah, they're they're ball. They 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 definitely look infected, but I wouldn't call them zombies. No. Uh, yeah, just just weird. Um, again, I would have I would have gone with uh, uh like a twenty eight weeks later kind of monster. So the fact that this movie had a huge budget is the reason why uh, I, I'm putting this on the list. And these, as I'm going through this list, it's not by like intensity or anything like that. Like no. Lang the like the Langoliers monster, way worse CG than this, but. I tend to just kind of like these are my top ten in no particular order. Yeah. Plus that Link one is Lears more is well like, known, so Langoliers is a lot older than I Am Legend too. Yes. It, it, and it was a mini series on I think that may have also been on the Sci Fi Channel. Yeah. I don't know if that's a, if that's true or not. It may or may not have been, but it definitely feels like it if you're watching it. Yeah. Again, I like the I Am Legend monsters, and not it's certainly not the worst CG in the world. But it was on multiple top ten lists, and I was yeah. had to go back and look at it, and I was like, yeah, I can kind of understand why. Yeah. So, I think we're on our last three, is that right? Uh, this be number four? Yes, so we are on four. Yeah. See, that's why I have to have you here, because I will miscount. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we took a little break from Stephen King land, so let's, let's hop right back, on, right back into Stephen King land. Right back to Stephen King. Right back into Stephen King land with number four, Children of the Corn. Okay. Love now, you story. might be like, Children of the Corn doesn't, doesn't have any real CG in it. That's it does like in one particular like. It does in one particular spot. Now, <laughs> this this movie's always been entertaining. Uh, I The guy, the kid who, well, the man who plays Isaac, because it was a man. Yeah. Um, Did you know that it was an actual adult who who's playing the kid Isaac? No. Uh, the the leader of the of all the kids and everything like that that was a he has that disorder that um, makes makes uh, old kind of like Andy Melanakis if you ever heard of him uh, yeah that makes you look and sound a lot younger than you actually are okay um he, <laughs> after he gets like uh, uh, struck by lightning and and then they start burning the field there is a small scene when the when the cornfield is in flames and you see this computer generated flames and smoke come out and there's supposed to be like a face in the smoke of like the he who lurks behind the hedges or behind the corn or whatever his name is called he he who stalks the corn i don't know what the name of the that they gave it okay i implore you if you type in in youtube if you type in children of the corn burning and you get to a certain spot you will see the CG that I am talking about. In fact, I can tell you exactly what part to see it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm typing it in right now. Okay, type in Children of the Corn, burning the cornfields. It's he who walks behind the rows. And at the 3 minute and 41 second mark, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. You said what, 3 minute and... 41 seconds. <laughs> All right, yeah. You see the at the three minute and forty one second mark. You see the, the uh, photoshopped fire or aura thing come up, and then you see yeah. this face in the smoke, and then it all comes right back down, like and yeah. and goes away. That uh, that CG. 
yeah, that is not good at all. <laughs> Which is weird because everything else has been very, very. See, a lot of <laughs> that's why CG is so weird because a lot of people, when they start learning effects and everything like that, they yeah. probably want to try to use it as much yeah. as they can because they think, oh, this looks awesome. But then it gets very noticeable when you've done nothing but practical and real effects up until then. Yeah. Which is why you have to be really good at it or you have to be able to hide it well. That when, did not. <laughs> when did the Children of the Corn come out? What was it, 90-something? or? Uh, Children of the Corn came out in 1984. Yeah, because that seemed like that, that CGI was like very like 70s 80s but not like mainstream mm -hmm. movies but like b tier straight to vhs type or yeah but say what you want if you like the movie or not um but i don't know for for me when it comes to cg when it's not done well it's very noticeable and, and it's no it, it it makes me have to kind of stop and be like i have to point it out and I mean, luckily it was all the way at the very end, but at the very end, when you see, when you see that, you're like, okay, <laughs> that's right, weird. Yeah. I think it would have been better if you just see a lot of these things. The reason why CG is so weird is that it makes people want to try to be fancy when a lot of the times a scene would be very better or would be a lot better if it was more restrained in terms yeah. of what they're showing. Like that scene would have been a lot better if they just showed the cornfield literally on fire and then you still don't see the he who's behind the rose but you just hear like you just hear the fire crackling and you maybe hear just like a faint like demonic wail yeah i get what you're saying there and the same thing with the hedges that i was saying in the other stephen king movie instead of showing these hedge maze monsters like walking around just show the still real hedge maze monsters with certain score and allude to them moving. Yeah, it would have worked out a lot better. See, it gives people an excuse to try to be over the top is why yeah. CG is is fickle. All right, so that was, was that number four? Yep, we are in your top three. So, number three. I think this is uh, the last Stephen King movie I'm talking about. Okay. And this one is from Sleepwalkers. About, uh, I believe it was Sleepwalkers. I mean, look. Yeah, Sleepwalkers. Um, uh, about a cat man who has sex with his cat mother, but they are also afraid of cats. And they can... This is a very hard movie to explain. <laughs> I have never heard, the, heard of this movie. This is a very hard movie to talk about. because. But I am looking at the Google images of it. Yes. Oof. Now, I say go to YouTube real quick. Again, good old YouTube. You know, help. Again, this is why it's hard to do a CG talk yeah. on a podcast because I'm going to have to keep constantly saying, all right, people. Now, if you go to YouTube and you type in this, you'll see what I'm talking about. Go to uh, YouTube and type in. <laughs> if you type in Sleepwalkers Transformation on in Google or on YouTube, the second uh, video that pops up is just simply titled Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that that watch that. 
So it's a 26 second clip and we see our main character running from the police. He's, oh, what the? Yeah. Sees a cat yeah. and then his face goes through all this weird like shape shit and, and, and the cop's like what the fuck, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and he, he drives away oh, if you know man. about this scene you know what i'm talking about but because that that scene is kind of infamous that scene it it uh, you know what if you want to laugh go watch the movie it has it had that that character who you just saw he's a cat creature man and he has sex with his cat creature mother but he's also trying to stalk this this young woman uh, it has a a police officer who has a cat that he takes on patrol with him yeah. uh and it's there's a scene where some guy gets killed by a corn on the cob it, it's it that, this movie's wild it sounds wild. <laughs> this, this movie is quite a journey yeah but that specific cg scene i can't overlook that um it, it's so funny how stephen king has all of these good stories but i can't necessarily blame him for these cg because he he didn't computer yeah. generate the thing but it's so funny how a lot of his stories get adapted and the people who adapt them put in just questionable uh effects like this yeah also if you go like Google images and search Sleepwalkers movies. Scroll down just a little bit, you'll see a gif of yeah. this transformation. You'll, you'll see. It's it's worth taking a look at. Yeah, because it is super ridiculous. Now these next two. All right. Number two is not necessarily limited to one specific movie because I've seen this effect in plenty of movies. I've seen this effect in uh, Hellraiser. I have seen this effect in anything that involves uh, lightning. There is a lightning effect that is very... I think it's it's when, like, Pinhead first shows up. He shows up, if I'm not mistaken, like, in a bolt of, like, electricity. Yeah. That effect. Okay. That lightning or electricity effect... You've all seen it, and you've seen it a lot in 80s, 90s movies, uh, especially in sci-fi original movies, and I, I couldn't bring myself to just limit it to one movie because that effect has been used a lot. It is probably like the bottom of the barrel generic when you go use Photoshop or whatever editor you're using and you type in lightning effect. It's probably the first one that pops up. Yeah where it's so very obviously computer generated lightning when when i i couldn't just put my finger on one specific movie i couldn't like i couldn't pick on pinhead or hellraiser could i because i'd have been like well i've seen that effect used like a hundred different times in a hundred different movies yeah but it's just an effect that i never really cared for just that just that fake lightning looking kind of stuff so Number two is a qu kind of a quick one, just because I, I I didn't want it to be my number one because number one is is something completely different. But two is just quick. I just never cared for that cheap lightning effect. But yeah. when you see it, you know it. But number one, number one, kind of a honorary thing because it's 
it's become synonymous with bad effects. It's become synonymous well, with bad acting in general, too. And that is a company, the Asylum Production Company. They're the ones who put out Sharknado. Uh, they're the ones who put out stuff like Giant Shark versus Mega Squid. I saw a movie back in the day called Titanic 2. Asylum Pig versus Monster. Yes, they do those kind of movies. Yeah. These you talk about the sci-fi original movie uh, series and stuff like that. These as- asylum movies certain ones are like a notch below in terms of effects budget. Now, I'm not even chitting on Asylum because they must I mean they don't lose money they make money yeah um and they also do like they also like rip off uh and do like uh rip off versions of very famous movies yeah especially when like a new release is coming out for instance yeah vampires versus zombies mm-hmm I'm on Wikipedia looking at their uh, lists of movies right now. Yep, Ape vs. Monster, Megalodon, Alien Conquest, Jungle Run, Atlantic Rim. Sounds a lot like Pacific Rim, doesn't it? Alien vs. Hunter. Oh, hey, there's Titanic, too. I know I saw you then. Apocalypse of Ice, Monster Island, Sharknadoes 1 through 5 or 6 or whatever. Princess of Mars. Yes, those, I mean, all of those sounds like some stuff you'd see at a, in, in sci-fi, right? Yeah. I have to put on, like, pick any one of those movies. I mean, if you know Sharknado, you know how bad yeah. a lot of the CG is. The, the Asylum movies are perfect. Friday night, get a bunch of friends together and watch these bad movies because they're yeah. hilarious to watch. I mean, you're not going to see almost any of these in a theater but no i don't think any of i don't think any of these go into theaters no um but you watch these because it's fun to pick apart and but but it's like a lot of the times the cg they don't even try but you also watch because it's like a lot of the times the actors are either way over the top or stilted or they're taking themselves way too seriously in a asylum movie yeah like if you're acting in a silent movie, you should just just have fun with it. Yeah, you. If you're, serious. I mean, I'm sure that people who are in an asylum movie know. All right, this is gonna be ridiculous. Just, just kind of go with it. Yeah. You know, I'm in a movie called Ape versus Monster, so right. not even not even a specific monster. It's just Ape versus Monster. What kind of monster? Just a monster. Monster, yeah. <laughs> That's not like monster versus creature. It's basically a ripoff of uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes, that's what they do. I mean, they ta- again, they did a movie called Atlantic Rim about a giant uh, robots fighting giant monsters. It's 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 Pacific it's Pacific Rim, yeah. <laughs> but but made with a vastly smaller budget. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. Yes. See now. You you can't afford not to watch a movie called Abe Lincoln versus Zombies. No, you gotta you gotta watch that. But it's a direct ripoff of Abraham Lincoln Zombie Hunter. Vampire Hunter. Was it Vampire Hunter? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. 
I mean, are you really going to pass up the opportunity to uh, to watch uh, uh, such classics as Sharknado or uh, Titanic 2? Probably going to watch Titanic 2 tonight. I, that, I I I got <laughs> I audibly angry with uh, my friends when we watched that at the very end. I am intrigued on how we do a sequel of Titanic. Oh, Titanic is known for having like there, there there there's been a couple of animated sequels to Titanic um, that are infamous for being horrible. Yes, snakes on a train. Hmm. I don't think that Sounds was Asylum. Familiar. I don't know if that yes. was Asylum. Oh, that's Snakes on a Train? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, Snakes on a Plane? That's not an asylum. Oh, yeah. See, again, Snakes on a Train. That's that's the kind of asylum stuff we're talking about. Yeah. Asylum might be uh, my new favorite production company. That's why it was kind of an honorary mention, because it's yeah. like the CG is horrible. I, I can't back the CG at all, but part of it is like what makes it laughably fun to watch. So I that's feel like kind of I'm like I'm gonna enjoy these movies. So number one in Chris hates is kind of like a I hate it, but weirdly recommend it. Yeah, the Da Vinci Treasure. Yes, um, we, we, we're gonna maybe my next movie review that I say that we watch will have to be an asylum movie. <laughs> but that's my top ten Chris hates CG. That, that, thank you for kind of bearing with me with this because it's very hard to describe this in a audit in a in a podcast medium yeah i made it hard on chris uh, hashtag chris hates dave yeah <laughs> so depending on which comes out first uh this is kind of like a two-parter since we didn't yeah. we had to reschedule a uh our uh interview with janine pipe this week yeah um dave and i did our top tens and they're gonna probably come out around the same time Dave is doing, uh, we're sw- switching it up. Dave is doing a hashtag Dave hates, which I gave him. He hates good movies. So he has to go in anything that is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes that he doesn't like is going to be on the list. Yeah. And Dave, you're going to give me, what am I going to do? What am I going to do a top 10 things that I like for once? We're going to do Chris's top 10 found footage movies. Top 10 found footage movies. Yeah. I'm almost, uh, oh, God knows. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to, well, I don't know. I was going to, uh, all right. All right. That's fine. Yeah. A very limited, uh, a very narrow niche. Um, I don't know. There is a lot of found footage movies out there. All right. Well, I mean, I know we all know at least two of them that are going to be on my list. Yeah, it's like the granddaddy of found footage movies. So yeah. we already know what's going to be on there. Yeah. Um, in fact, I mean, in fact, I'm going to give myself a handicap and say that the Blair Witch Project. I'm limiting myself to not put that on there. Okay. Because uh, I feel like that is just an obvious one. That's the obvious number one pick. That's right the there. obvious number one pick for you know. Uh, I know a lot of I know a lot of people who hate it, who hate uh, found footage movies because it gives them headaches. I it doesn't give me a headache. No, I, um, I love found footage movies. I and I, I so I don't feel right going into this. Uh, but it goes without saying that Blair Witch Project would have been number, number one, one on my list. Yeah. So I'm going into this without having 
Blair Witch on it. So barring yeah. that one, found footage. Yeah, I gave it to you because it's my second favorite like horror niche is found footage movies. Oh, I love found footage movies. Yeah. If if done correctly, it's it's very, very fun. Yeah, I would you should probably, you know, get Shudder. There's some on there that are really good. Well, when they start sponsoring us. Yeah. <laughs> Shudder. We are working hard. And I've recommended you multiple times on this podcast. So no the love apparently is unrequited. Yeah, so uh Go ahead and sponsor this podcast. Be great. But that's treats for another week. But in the meantime, thank you guys for bearing with me with this list. And thank you again to all of our listeners for sticking around with us during season two. And hopefully uh, after this comes out, we'll have uh, our interview with Janine Pipe and we can review Dog Soldiers and promote her book about it. Yeah, I'm excited for what we got coming up. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Take it easy. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.